kind of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations, fellow Skywatchers from all corners of the globe, no matter where you're listening from, no, no dark matter where you're listening from. Welcome to Skywatchers Radio, this is that show, and in, on this lovely evening, thank you for joining us on this beautiful November 11th or 12th, depending on where you might be tonight. Welcome everybody, as always, with me is my co-host, and uh, he's actually away for a moment. Alan will be with us in a few seconds, but our newest co-host who's uh, joining us is back on the air. Eugene, welcome back to Skywatchers. You've been kind of MIA. Oh, I'm, I'm back, ready to go. All right, that's exciting. Indeed. <laughs> anyway, shout-outs to uh, Jimmy Church, who actually uh, you know has a great show here on the network, and he just had uh, Jason Martell on. Fascinating guy, Jason Martell. I don't know if you're familiar with his work and the ancient astronaut stuff, um, which, of course, we got into it with Michael Heiser not too long ago. And, uh, well, we all know how we stand on that topic. Yeah, it was was an interesting. Martell brought up some very good points. I'd like to hear Heiser directly respond to, but hopefully we could get those comments on a later show on, on Skywatchers. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny, I was listening to uh, Jimmy's uh, show here, Fate to Black, which, uh, again, is our lead-in show here on Skywatchers Radio. <clears throat> Jimmy loves when I say that. But, uh, you know, I was listening to him and uh, Jason, and I was wondering, I was like, man, I would love to actually, you know, hear a show with Jason Martell and Michael Heiser on together. Yeah, I think it would be very good. I think they would be respectful to one another, and I think, I think a lot of the things that our community finds somewhat wishy-washy could be ironed out between the two of them. So. I mean, look, one thing about Heiser, and uh, by the way, I loved having Michael Heiser on the show. Oh, I did too. I mean, I mean, what a phenomenal guest that was. It, uh, it just, uh, it was everything that I was expecting it and more, and we were, we're going to definitely have him on soon again because he's really that good of a guest, but uh, you know, one thing about Michael Heiser that really made him famous was that he openly challenged Zachariah Sitchin. And Sitchin never took him up on his challenge to debate him about the Anunnaki and debate him about everything that he's been working on, right? And Sitchin never came back and actually took this uh, this challenge. So it would be interesting if somebody like Jason Martel would be open to the challenge and actually would come forward and accept uh, open debate. What do you think about that? I think he would. Like I said, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't strike me as the type of person that would just 
get into a verbal attack or some like some of the others and on the other side of the fence but I I I don't see any reason why he wouldn't and I think we should ask Kaiser and I I'm sure we could put it out there to Mark Dell as well. I'd love to see that open debate. I really would. I think it would be one of those things that uh, it would be uh, radio gold. You know what would be great, though? Uh, when Art Bell comes back, and yes, Art Bell is coming back, folks. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that went on this week, but uh, he is going to come back. And when he does return, it's going to be right here on Dark Matter Radio Network. And I would love to see that on Art Bell's show. Yeah, I mean, that'd be great. I'd I think it'd be much better on Skywatchers. Well, if, if we have to wait until yes. July 2015, <laughs> I think it'd be just as interesting. So, yes, no kidding. Did you hear Heiser on Coast to Coast the other night? Not to uh, promote a different network, but he did bring up a lot of the stuff that we kind of we kind of pushed him towards, including <clears> the yep. GoFundMe, I believe. Yep. It, it, that's funny. Uh, it's not the first time that's happened to me where. We have a conversation with a guest or with somebody, and then all of a sudden it just pops out somewhere else. What we were talking about. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was nice to hear. So. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we're going to have uh, Alan join us in a second here. He was having a little bit of a technical issue. You know, it's been kind of a technical nightmare the last couple of days. We had it with uh, Future Theater yesterday, and uh, now we're having a little bit of a technical issue with our co-host, Alan Weiler, who is from, I don't know if he's joining us from a remote location, uh, maybe from a UFO, because he sounded kind of all kinds of weird, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, it, hopefully it's... And uh, weirder than normal, by the way, because, you know, normally he, you know, Alan's a weirdo, as it is, but no, weirder than normal, he was coming across really strange and all kind of robotic sounding, so I think either he has been uh, taken over by the by the New World Order, or maybe he has been sucked back into the Matrix, I don't know what's going on, but... Hopefully we'll get him on the line. We're also going to have a packed house tonight. We're about to be joined in a couple seconds here by our first uh, segment guest, Dr. Joseph Mara. And he's a, a friend of the show. He's been on many times with us here on Skywatchers Radio. Uh, he's a very, very good guest, a very knowledgeable guy in all things ufology. And he's a doctor, which is pretty cool too, right? Yeah, and it should be very interesting. I'm looking forward to that. You, now you you've listened to the show a lot. You've you've heard Doctor Mara before, right? I mean, he's been on this show many times. I I have not. I'm not going to lie openly. I try to I've tried to backlog in most of the shows that I possibly can. That I, I'm not completely caught up. That's why I'm so interested in hearing what he has to say and his views on a lot of the subjects that I find interesting. Well, you are my young Padawan learner, so you're going to definitely uh, do some learning tonight because Dr. Mara has a lot of stuff to say. And Again, he's always a really fun guest to, uh, to have on the show. We're going to bring him on here in a couple seconds. I don't know what the heck is going on with Alan, but uh, maybe he'll join us, maybe not. doesn't matter. Uh, we have a lot of people coming on. Second guest is going to be with us tonight. Are you ready for this one? Yep. Conspiracy Journal's own Mr. Tim Schwartz is going to join us. Uh, that should be great. That's right. The Schwartz is with us. Or, as I like to say in most It's really Schwartz, by the way. The Schwartz Awakens. (laughs) Well, that too. You know, it's funny because uh, it's really Schwartz, and not Schwartz, but I always say Schwartz just to bug him. Of course, (laughs) I I get that from Spaceballs. My favorite comedy of all times, ever. 
Yeah, so it was very, very good. I don't know about favorite ever. We could have a debate ever. about that later. Episode. Well, you know what? I tell you what, my friend. Name me a funnier comedy than Spaceballs. Super bad. I'll stand by. Not that. funnier. Not funnier. No way, man. Uh, Princess uh, Druidia. Are you serious? Come on. You've uh, gone to plaid. There's so many like catchphrases and and. Oh, just funny trust quips me, from mean, that movie. Spaceballs is my top five. I'm not. I'm Comb not, the no. desert. There's no nothing funnier way. than that scene. Comb the desert. Nothing funnier than that. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm still. I still think Superbad takes it for me. Anybody putting Spaceballs number one? So don't get me wrong. Superbad is a very funny movie. I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, The Hill. Jonah Hill. And uh, Michael Sarah, even though um, you know they're getting a little bit of annoying, well, at least Jonah Hill's getting a little annoying. Yeah, he's a little but, too you know. pretentious lately. Just I, a tad. I don't know if it's just the roles he's been taking lately, or I don't know if he's a little too high on himself. <laughs> but yeah, or another, or on other things. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, well, yeah, most likely he's in Hollywood too. Who knows how many things he's high on? But uh, joining us on the uh, next segment, which are, is our last, uh, last segment of the show tonight, and uh, he's going to be on for the last full hour, Chris Brown is going to be on with us. No, calm down. Calm down. Not the R&B singer. Not the guy who beat up Rihanna. No, no, no. Our good friend Christopher Brown, who's going to be talking ufology with us. Of course, he is a person who's had his own uh, UFO experience. And it's uh, he's he's made the rounds. He's been on the show before. I know you know Chris Brown's story, man. I do, I do. I'm looking forward to uh, him explaining more details about his experience. I have a couple. Yeah, I'm going to put you. I'm going to put young Eugene on the spot here. Uh, tell me a snippet of what Chris Brown is famous for. All right, you caught me. I didn't. I was. Aha! No, so you caught me, red-handed. Red yeah, so why don't you tell real quick what his his experience was? Well, see, he had a uh, a vision, or he visualized, or he had some kind of hallucination, or he had an abduction case. We really don't know. All we know is that he saw a orb. It was in the woods. He might have missing time. There might be an abduction. We really don't know. I mean, there's very little that he really knows, other than the fact that his son was there. He was there. They saw an orb. I still say people who see orbs in the woods most likely get abducted. Yeah, I mean, that falls in line with uh, John Lear's theory that anybody who sees a UFO is abducted. So I I don't know if I could disagree with that. Yeah, well, he, he saw an orb. His son was there. I mean, uh, look, there's a testimony of a child, and that's to me that's gold right there when you're talking about uh, any kind of uh, sighting. When you have a kid tell you word for word what happened. I mean, that you can't coach a kid to be that you know perfect and lie like that. And this kid, I heard it from his own mouth, and I believe him. I really do. I believe they really had this sighting. Uh, and you know what? Chris is a, a really fascinating dude. He really, uh, he, he's fun to talk to. He's uh, very knowledgeable in ufology and always fun to have on the show. And he's going to be on with us more and more since now he's got a really nifty headset, and he sounds great on Skype. Good. But I, I, I love the orb, the orb phenomenon. I find it very, very fascinating. So it should be very interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I still one day think that he's going to come back to me and say, you know what, Angel, I, I saw my psychiatrist and 
I think I was abducted. Even though he doesn't believe he was. But I think, you know, here's the thing again. I, I say anybody who had that kind of experience and it's lasted this long in his mind that he has to, you know, uh, do as much publicity stuff, you know, to get this word out there. If it's become this big of a thing in his life, there must be a deeper thing that happened to him than just a sighting. Yeah, I mean, if he comes to the conclusion by himself that he got abducted and it's not, I don't want to say coached by regression, but I, I find some of that hard to take when, you know, they, they remember it through regression therapy and it's through the stories I've read, some of it seems a little shady to me. So, uh, Welcome to but, ufology, young uh, one. <laughs> yes, I am <laughs> learning day by day. So. Oh, boy. You're going to learn a lot on this show, let me tell you. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have a packed house. Uh, Joseph Mara is going to be on again, Tim Schwartz, and once again, Mr. Chris Brown will be on Skywatchers Radio tonight. In fact, what we're going to do now, we're going to go on a quick commercial break. I know it's a little early for that, but we're, we're going to come back in about two minutes. It's going to be really quick, maybe one minute. We'll make it real, real quick. And we'll come back with Mr. Joseph Mero, who's going to join us for the first 30 minutes of the show. And we're going to talk about a couple different uh, things in the news, and I want to get his, his input as well as we go over some stuff. Plus, open lines tonight, guys, if you want to call in. 786-245-8127. Call in number. Open lines all night. Any questions you want to ask Joseph, myself, Eugene over here, and if we get Alan back on the line, you could ask him anything also. Please call in. Would love to hear from you. So open lines all night. Skywatchers Radio. This is Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN. We'll be right back. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374 That's 954-973-3374 Or visit keyinformation.com Remember, future theater could be heard every Monday night. Between science and ignorance, there is filler. Thank you, random British guy. I am Wes Forsyth, the host of Paranormal Filler, my weekly radio show where I explore many areas of the paranormal while trying to keep a balance between believer and skeptic. No topic is off limits. No viewpoint is silenced. Paranormal Filler on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Remember, future theater could be heard every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Bill, that's me, and Nancy. Hi, Caramba. Burns, and we are broadcasting live right here on PSN Radio. Breaking the walls down. This is radio. This is what people want. To download the podcast, make sure you go to www.pcn.com. 
futuretheater.com. Mental disorders are common in the United States and internationally. An estimate 26.2% of Americans ages 18 and older suffer from some sort of mental illness. Now, this figure translates to 57.7 million people who suffer from some sort of mental breakdown. If you find yourself laying in bed on a Sunday night hearing voices while you're trying to sleep, well, it might not be that demonic being from another dimension trying to kill you where you sleep. It might just be your mental illness starting to kick in. So if you're out of meds for the night, then I have just the thing. Come listen to my show, The Jackal's Head. You can check out our Listen Live page only on www.psn-radio.com. See you there. This ad has been paid for by The Jackal's Head and the War on Terror. War. It's fantastic. Everybody, we're back on Skywatchers Radio, joined now by Joseph Mara, who's been on with us plenty of times. He's, he needs no introduction on this show. He's a good friend, good friend of the show. We love having him on, and he's going to join us for the first segment of the show tonight and talk some news and, of course, about what's going on with him. Joseph, welcome back to Skywatchers Radio, my friend, and give the audience a little bit of an update of what's happening with you these days, because, of course, uh, you've been on a little bit of a hiatus on your radio show. So what's up with you, man? What's going on with yourself these days? Hey, guys. Um, well, I've uh, been doing a lot of traveling and uh, I guess uh, taking some personal time out for me. And so uh, it's really interesting to go to different places in the world and see the, the landscape and the culture. And uh, so just recently, I, uh, I think since the last time we spoke, I... I uh, went to the Grand Canyon. I don't know if you've ever been there or not. Uh, any of you guys been there? Uh, no, no, can't say I have. I oh my have, God. I stepped the glass thing. Did you do the glass? Oh thing? no, I didn't. I didn't do that. Um, oh. But what did you think? You're driving down the road and it's all flat, and you know, next thing you know, this big gorge opens up, and you're like, "Are you serious? Like it's like it's just breathtaking." No, it. it, it amazing view but i'll tell you what's also an amazing view if you were around there did you get to see the crater impact you know what i saw signs to go there but i was on this track and we went we were trying to get get the sedona which that was we went to flagstaff and then we went to uh um the grand canyon then back to flagstaff then sedona which i could get into that too but yeah we uh I wish I would have taken a little more time to do that. And and I saw the signs going both directions. I thought, oh, man, I should pull in there because that looks it, really amazing. Yeah, it's a cool stop. Did you at least go to the uh, low observatory in Flagstaff? Wow. Um, you know, I didn't. Um, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> come on, man. Really? 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 
I plan on going back here. I have to. I mean, there's just so much there. I mean, there are, I mean dang. Um, Arizona, it's, it's, there's a lot to do. Um, and so and I was just taking people a think Arizona, there really isn't anything to do. What do there you do is, in though. Arizona? You know, you know, it's funny <laughs> because for, for as many people think that there is really nothing to do in Arizona, uh, you know, the, the most known abduction case ever in ufology came out of Arizona. Hey, GP, Travis. And we all know who that is. Hey, Travis, Travis. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's cool is I got to, uh, uh, speak with him in, uh, where was it? I think it was uh, the Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think it was Pittsburgh uh, um, MUFON conference, and uh, we stayed at the same hotel. So we were driving back and forth to the uh, conference uh, together. So yeah, he's a really great guy. I like Travis. He just had a, a actual conference uh, this past week, uh, celebrating the anniversary of his abduction case. Uh, these these sky. I don't know if we want to call it. Celebrating, you know. Well, you know, he, well, he's you, a little traumatized. Do you right? Uh, traumatism. Uh, I'm, I'm just wondering. If I understood what you just said, I would answer, but no dice. Okay. Do Do you really celebrate a anniversary of yourself being abducted? Is it really? I would. I would celebrate that. Are you kidding me? Especially if I come back alive and I'm here. You know, telling my story 30 years later, I would celebrate the heck out of it. Are you kidding me? I don't know if I'd celebrate. I'd, I'd pull one of those Liam Neeson taken things. Don't know who you are. <laughs> don't know where you are. <laughs> but I'm going to see you because you have done me. <laughs> well, sorry, sorry, I don't have his accent. No, and, and you also have very bad sound tonight. Jeez, man. You're breaking up again. <laughs> oh, there, there goes uh, Alan. Sorry, it, you know it, it is what it is. I don't know what's going on with uh, Skype, but uh, it's been doing it often. Yesterday we had a technical nightmare on uh, Future Theater, and it always sucks because you know we're we're live. This is live radio, people. This is what happens when you're live. Sometimes yeah. things work. Sometimes they work not so good. You know, like right now with poor Alan, we just lost here. Uh, but you know, let's get on to some news. Uh, you know, Joseph. Uh, have you been following ufology-based news since you've been kind of on this little hiatus? You know, what's the, the latest? What's going on? You know what? To be honest with you, um, I have been traveling so much. And, you know, if you ever get out to uh, the Southwest and uh, you start driving across some of these states, it takes forever to get anywhere. I mean, they're so big that you just don't even realize it. And it just puts it into perspective of how big this planet is. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, then then you look at the sun, and uh, you compare the Earth to the sun, and, and you know, unless you you do a little bit of research into it, um, you don't realize how small this Earth is in comparison to our sun. And uh, correct, I you know don't quote me on this, but it's something like the the Earth. You know, you could put 144, I believe, across, and it's just. You know, it would look like, you know, maybe if if you were to put it, uh, it's hard to say over the radio, but like an inch high, right in the center across the sun, but 144 uh, Earths across. And so that's how big our sun is. And so when uh, the things that I've been following are like the the solar flares and, uh, um, you know, and how it relates to our planet, because... As a, a CME or a solar flare comes off, it affects our magnetics and it puts pressure on our tectonic plates. 
And then the next thing you know, you can almost time it within a day or two, and the next thing you know, there's an earthquake. And so it's interesting to me that the science doesn't really tell us much about that, but the alternative media does. And, you know, and aside from that, maybe the comets and the asteroids that are, uh, that are, uh, um, well, even impacting our planet just recently, we had one in, I believe, West Virginia and another one in Texas. One, one hit, yeah. And so, how big were they, by the way? How big were those uh, impacts? I don't think they were, well, not very big, obviously. No, no, no. But just the the reason. the reason I actually, uh, you know, asked you if you've been uh, keeping up with what's going on, because look, out of speaking of speaking of alternative media, of course, you know, we're very uh, tied in with Open Minds TV, and uh, you know, we're good friends with Alejandro. He's a regular oh, yeah. show here. Shout out to Alejandro Rojas on Open Minds TV. There's an article that uh, that reads: Scientists suggest alien abduction could be due to accidental awareness. And I wanted to get your input on this. You being a doctor and all. I thought it would make perfect sense to have you on this segment talk about this for a couple of minutes. But, of course, we got a little bit of sidetracked with Alan and his uh, technical issues. But uh, <laughs> check this uh, this article. It says here, when someone wakes up during surgery early, it's called accidental awareness. As one can imagine, it could be a very traumatic experience. And you study uh, documents, the experience, and based off of that, one researcher has suggested the alien abduction experience could be suppressed memories of accidental awareness coming to the surface. In one article posted today in Scientific America, and, uh, and I'm going to probably butcher her last name, uh, Skolmorowski. And Skolmorowski, I'm going to go with that. Uh, likens uh, the experience of accidental awareness to that of the experience described by Betty and Barney Hill, the first reported alien abductees. Now she says, the now check this out, Skolmorowski's practice uh, psychomatic medicine, Okay, at uh, the New York uh, Presbyterian Hospital and is the assistant professor at psychiatry at Columbia University. The study she references was recently released by the Royal College of Anesthetics. Now, of course, Betty and Barney Hill. I mean, Jesus. One of the most famous abductee cases in the history of ufology, which, of course, happened back in 1961 when they reported being abducted by strange beings and being Mm -hmm. told about a star constellation. Now, what do you think about this scenario that they're pulling it out here, this accidental awareness? Well, you know, well, I can tell you uh, a lot of strange things happen with anesthesia. And uh, um, people coming out of it, they, um, or even going in, both ways, it uh, does alter your, your mind, obviously. Uh, I've heard people talking about things. It's almost like a truth serum in some cases. Sometimes they they spill the beans on all kinds of stuff and say things that they typically wouldn't. And so, um, but to explain, uh, I could maybe say that maybe it would explain some of the fear, uh, but not to give a whole story. Uh, and two different people that were involved, like what you're just talking about, uh, the, um, well, who did you just say the, um, is it Bonnie and, or, Betty and Barney uh, Hill. Betty, yeah, Betty, yeah, Betty and Barney, Barney Hill. Hill. Yeah. So two of them that have the, the same story. And so you have two people that had the same, uh, uh, they witnessed the same thing at the same time. I mean, how do you explain that with like uh, something like anesthesia? Right. You know what I'm saying? That does that. I don't think that that really, <laughs> would explain it 
Well, I mean, if you think about it, though, it does make a little bit of sense if you're under anesthetics and uh, or under anesthesia, and you're at you know some kind of uh, hospital setting. I mean, could that trigger some kind of a false memory? You think maybe they kind of wake up and think they're being abducted by aliens? Could that happen at all? No, I mean, the I mind can... is a tricky thing. There, there's so kinds of is. things that the mind does uh, that makes you you know there's all kinds of hallucinations that the mind causes. Sure, and and plus, I mean. You know, I, I know a lot of people that have had very vivid dreams that they would have thought were real otherwise. And so the mind does things for protective uh, reasons. And, uh, you know, you hear a lot with people with post-traumatic stress that they, um, you know, take themselves to other places and spaces that really ne- they never ex- personally experienced just for the, the – so they don't fracture their psyche, so to speak. And so, you know, yeah, the mind is, is, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, I don't think we (laughs) just scratched the surface of trying to understand it, really. So, I mean, anything's a possibility. um, But, you know, that's only one aspect of this whole uh, ufology um, phenomenon, I guess I could call it that. Because, you know, as we've talked about on this show many times, is the cave paintings prior to technology and... uh, you know, some of the implants that the early days they were, you know, pulling out of people saying, hey, I have an abduction uh, story and, you know, I have an implant right here. And then they would do an x-ray and here's this little piece of metal that, that you know, um, I don't know if you've ever um, talked with people that had this, but I have spoken at different conferences that they would give their testimony of these things. And so, you know, uh, people coming back and, and having knowledge of the stars that they didn't have prior to these experiences too. So, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into it, but just this one aspect that we're talking about, I mean, I guess, you know, if that was the only thing that we had for uh, proof that ET existed or the abduction phenomenon is you know going on, then, you know, it, it it was it's not a lot of proof or a lot of evidence, so to speak. Well, unfortunately, everything in ufology is more hearsay, and uh, you know there really isn't any concrete proof of anything. Right. That's a sad part. I mean, it's right. all exactly. hearsay, and you know, even like some of the videos, and we're going to get into a little story later on, on um, in the second hour, uh, that deals with uh, a very well-known entity in the world of ufology, uh, third phase of moon. Uh, there's a, a video on the internet which uh, is going at them, debunking them pretty hard, and we got permission to play the video. Oh, wow. Cool. And it's very interesting. I mean, they actually went really hard at debunking these folks on third fake, uh, third phase of Moon. I almost said my joking name of, of them, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this video is very interesting because they really went at them in a certain way where... Uh, it was, you know, they really caught Blake Cousins off guard, and it's a very interesting video to watch. And here's the thing: it, that's another aspect that we have to look into. There's a lot of hokey and fake stuff. In oh yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, and how much of that could it be? You know, a psychosis that is caused by a hallucination more than an actual event. It's possible. I mean, I can't. I won't. I won't uh, deny it. I mean, honestly, uh, because. Um, Again, I mean, you're a doctor. I'm sure you've seen, you know, people come to you and, and tell you stories and you, you look at yourself and you're like, man, this person is just bananas. Well, remember uh, when I, back when I was in Pennsylvania, I told you the story of the uh, one of my patients that came in and 
her and her husband saw this uh, red light that all of a sudden came it started raising up and it actually came above their house and they both saw this um, what they described as a craft but they they described it exactly the same they both saw the same thing at the same time so when you have more than one person saying something is it you know mass hysteria that they're both seeing the same thing at the same time or or are they really seeing what they're seeing if it was one person's hallucination then you could you know maybe uh, you know say oh well, mass hallucinations my friend there's such a thing as mass hallucinations well that's why i just mentioned that i mean yeah. but you know <laughs> there's a lot of things in the world obviously that we can't explain and that's why we're having this call right very now. true how <laughs> justin bieber has a career i have no idea Beyond me. Listen, we're almost out of time with this segment. Unfortunately, it's always fun catching up with you, uh, Joseph. Uh, we got to have you back on for a longer segment. And, uh, you know, when is the next big event that you're going to put together for our, our radio station? You know, we're working on that right now. Like, uh, we've uh, we've had some pretty... Uh, uh, Seismic size events, man. Yeah. And if, for stuff. those who haven't heard uh, those shows, I mean, you have them in the archive there. So I'd recommend Correct. going back and... These are different people from different walks of life and different parts of the world that are giving their testimony of um, abductions, as we're talking about tonight, and uh, different, uh, you know, how it connects with the spirituality and people meditating in uh, the psychic part of it and uh, um, the intuition and things like that. I mean, it's not just the physical sight sightings, which I've had uh, and I have it on video, but while you're in the moment, you just... <laughs> There's there's just something to be said about being in that present moment and just um, feeling this love vibration is the best way I can say it. So, but yeah, uh, uh, we're working on it, and uh, I'll be in touch with you. It's really difficult to get these big name guys all on the same call at the same time and then pin mm -hmm. down a date and just put it out there because I don't want to disappoint the listeners and say, oh, we're definitely going to do it on this day, and then it, you know, that's why we try to record them and put them up. So. Um, that we can actually pin down a date for the audience, well, but we're working whenever, on it. Let me know when, uh, whenever uh, you have something ready, we'll you know we'll have you back on here on Skywatchers so we can promote it. Also, okay. uh, we're all out of time here for the segment, guys. We're going to be back in a few seconds or in a few minutes with Tim Schwartz. The Schwartz is going to be with us from Conspiracy Journal. Stick around. This is the Dark Matter Radio Network. You're listening to Skywatchers Radio. We'll be right back. Again, open lines, 786-245-8127. I walk a stone and I feel the power The hills have eyes and are coming true I doubt the stars will ever move Give a place to all you can Decision wakes the Between science and ignorance, there is filler. Thank you, random British guy. I am Wes Forsyth, the host of Paranormal Filler. Paranormal Filler is my weekly radio show where I explore many areas of the paranormal while trying to keep a balance between believer and skeptic. No topic is off limits. No viewpoint is silenced. 
Paranormal Filler on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Hello, my name is Howard Hughes, and I'm in London, and I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall... The death of Princess Diana, I told London about that. And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero, speaking to the people who were directly involved and those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce, The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bielik from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, and Uri Geller. People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that these sort of topics are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London, The Unexplained, Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network. You're listening to the Dark Matter Radio Network. All right, everybody, welcome back to Skywatchers Radio. And now joining us on the show, Conspiracy Journal's own Mr. Tim Schwartz, or as I like to call him, Mr. Tim Schwartz. <laughs> the Schwartz is with us. Welcome, Tim, back to the yeah, show. It's been a while right. since you've been on with us, man. Yeah, Where have Schwartz, you been? Well, may the Schwartz be with you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> where, where have I been? I've been asleep. How, where have you been hiding on the outer edge? <laughs> yes, yes, that very good, very good. Yes, I, ah, I like that. You saw what I did there, didn't you? That's right. I have been, I have been on the outer edge, and at this time of night, more than likely sleeping. Yes. <laughs> so, what's new in Conspiracy Journal land? That, you know, give us an insight of what's uh, the latest with you in uh, in Conspiracy Journal, my friend. Oh my gosh! What's the latest with Conspiracy Journal? There's there's just all kinds of you know every every week there's something new and interesting with the Conspiracy Journal and what's what's the thing that's got me going uh-huh. this week? Well, I don't know. You know, there's um, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know if you have seen this, but uh, there's there's a guy with a, a certain UFO sites that. That at this time of uh, or this early in the morning, I can't remember offhand, but you know, like every couple of weeks or so, he puts out something new about um, 
about Mars. Something that one of the rovers has taken a picture of. Is it this uh, Inyo something Matteo guy or something like that? Well, it could be, could be. Okay, know. I think I might know who you're talking about. Continue, continue. Uh, but uh, um, uh, you know, he's he's always seen something in uh, uh, like the latest batch of Mars photographs, or even you know some of the older ones that uh, one of the rovers is, uh, ha- has taken. You know that uh, you know, every day NASA releases. Uh, new photographs taken uh, uh, just from uh, uh, from the surface of Mars, and and this guy is always finding something, whether it be what he thinks looks like a gopher or a skull or or some kind of you know robotic being or anything like that. And uh, it, uh, the latest one is. Uh, um, uh, he called it the new face on Mars. I don't know if you've seen that one. No, I have not. But, well, uh, um, it's um, well. There's, I've seen a couple of new faces on Mars. One that looks like a kid with a crown on its head. Is that the one you're talking about? Um, because that's a little bit older, though. Yeah, that, no. This one, this one just came out just a a, a, a few days ago, and uh, um, uh, 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 Scott. That's the guy's first name. Uh, claims that uh, he's found uh, signs of life in uh, uh, an old, this was, I guess, an older NASA uh, photograph. And this one is the image of a rock that seems, uh, you know, as his claim, to have uh, human-like appearances. And uh, it, it's, it's, light, it's, it's on its side. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it does. It, it, it looks like a, uh, a kind of an elongated face with uh, looks like it's kind of wearing a hat. It, it almost has like a, a, a cartoonish appearance to it. And, you know, I mean, all, I'm, I'm always fascinated by, you know, like uh, some of these photographs that have been taken by these uh, Mars rovers of uh, uh, things on Mars, especially uh, the the, uh, the one craft that's in orbit around Mars that is able to take, uh, you know, like these panorama shots. And, you know, I mean, there's there's been things that look like uh, 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 trees, you know, like uh, not just like one or two trees, but like, you know, vast forest and, and um, these other things. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you would describe them. They almost look like coral. The formations uh, that were taken. Oh, I think they're they're around uh, the, like the north polar regions of Mars. They're just really really bizarre looking. And I think it was uh, it was either, I think it was Arthur C. Clarke. You know, before he passed away, you know, he made the comment that uh, you know that whatever these things were, uh, you know, these these huge almost tree, like uh, banta tree like uh, things that were taken. You know, to to him, he said that you know could you know really point to life on Mars. And of course, you know, NASA always has some kind of explanation for these that doesn't involve life. I mean, you know, NASA really bends over backwards to come up with explanations that that doesn't involve life. You've heard of Occam's razor. Right. Well, I well, I, you know, it would, like you know, the simplest explanation is probably the most likely. And and 
NASA goes completely in the opposite direction, rather than saying, yeah, you know, these things do look like trees, you know, no, no, you know, instead they're like, well, this is like, you know, some kind of frozen explosion of, of carbon dioxide that when it hits the atmosphere of Mars freezes and makes, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm not exactly sure that's exactly what they said, but I mean, it's every other thing except the possibility of life. Uh, but uh, uh, but what the point I was making before I just started rambling in this insane fashion? Completely, yeah. I hear the crickets <laughs> in the background. <laughs> no, no, you're actually, you know, but you're making perfect sense. You know, NASA is uh, they do play this game, and look, they have to if they're going to keep the secret going, the lie going. Uh, so they have to play that game, right? You know, well, they, uh, but but the point I was trying to make is is that you know uh, some of these people who who are seeing just all kinds of uh, uh, weird shapes in these rocks and then are ma- you know uh, putting out news releases, they're not helping the process. Well, yeah, but I mean, how much of this is realistically uh, you know something there, or how much of this is a, what's a, the uh, what's the the condition called pareidolia? Yes, yes, exactly. Pareidolia. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean. How, how, how much of that could that just be that pareidolia? You know, I mean, I mean seriously. Look, I've seen objects that look like a face on yes. Earth. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I yeah. see clouds that look like things all the time. It doesn't mean there's people in the sky looking at me when I see a shape that looks like a face in the clouds. You know what I mean? Exactly. People see things when they're not there because they want to see things when they're. You know, we all want to believe, and we all do believe. Apparently, that's why more and more people are doing these kind of things mm-hmm. because we all believe that there's life out there, and we all want to. Make it, you know, it's almost like we're trying to will it to exist. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and, and, and that's and that's that's the point that I am making. Uh, you know, I mean, I I'm not going to go and, and say that this guy should just give it up that he's nuts. You know that that. that but he should just give it up because he's nuts. <laughs> I think he should be maybe a little bit more uh, uh, show a little bit more discretion. I think <laughs> you know uh, before he. Just you know, every little rock that 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 has you know like a human-like face or something like that, or, you know, on it, you know, I think he should maybe take a little bit more time to 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 judge <laughs> before he releases you know anything about these about this stuff. You know, it, 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 it is, doesn't help the situation. No, it does not. But you know, it is amazing though, Tim, how many different. Objects on Mars do resemble faces, different creatures. Uh, that is a little bit bizarre. So, look, you know, this all started back when, of course, that famous picture of Sidonia came out with the face on Mars. Right. That was like the, that was the springboard to people looking at Mars and looking for signs of faces and, and signs of intelligent life. And really, for a long time, a lot of people held on to that as being an authentic proof of some kind of a Martian, a Martian civilization. And, of course, NASA later on took pictures and kind of you know, disproved that there was anything there. But did they really? No. I say no. Never right. much That's the question. resolution. I, I, I contend. <laughs> well, there's that. But, you know, it's funny because there's been other pictures in that area. And really, it doesn't look like there's anything there. But here's another thing. And we got to keep this in pers- into perspective. Maybe there was something there and NASA already blew it up. <laughs> what? Oh, you're not the first one who has said that. Uh, Hope, yeah, Hope based most of his research on that very fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't put it. And I don't put it past NASA. I don't put it past our own government. You know, there was something there. We went because here's the thing. I believe with my entire soul that man has already been on Mars at some point. Okay, we've landed on Mars with men. 
and we've already started looking around doing some stuff. It's just, you know, that's black budget projects, man. They don't tell us about those things. According <laughs> to many reports, we were going there in the 60s. And I believe it. There's that famous video, and I know a lot of people seen it. You can YouTube it. A very famous video of a landing on Mars that took place sometime, I believe, in the 60s. And uh, it, it looks pretty authentic. I mean, it looks pretty good. Supposedly, that video ran in the uh, British uh, pseudo-documentary, uh, what was it, uh, Alternative 3. Yes. It ran, no, like, right yep, at the very the end. Yeah, right, very end of the program. And I'll tell you something, boy, I mean, they uh, if that's a fake video, they did a good job with it. But, but then again, you know, how how would a uh, a little production company in Great Britain in the late 1970s manage to get a hold of this film when nobody else had ever heard of it or, or you know, uh, even considered such a possibility? You know, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not saying that I don't think that um, there's a good possibility that there are secret bases on the moon and Mars. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just saying, you know, how how did this little production company get a hold of this when nobody else had been able to beforehand? <laughs> uh, maybe race and Tilly, the uh, you know, yeah. the uh, alien autopsy guy has something to do with it. You know, he, he buys and sells videos all the time. Uh, you, you know, right. but it's, fu- right. it's funny though. Uh, you know, talking about race and Tilly, it's funny because you know, look that video. The the one thing about the uh, the the Mars landing video that I find so authentic is the simple fact that when that video came out, when that video was supposedly shot, it is higher quality special effect than just about everything that Hollywood was producing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I mean, look at you can look yeah. at Doctor Who, for example, which you know, has <laughs> aliens and space and all that kind of junk. Nothing on Doctor Who could match that little video. Right. So if you're talking about, I mean, they didn't have the budget like the alien autopsy. Obviously, that had a nice budget, but you know, if, if you're talking about some amateurs putting that together, why wasn't why wasn't these people working for the BBC or something mm-hmm. like that on Doctor Who? You know what I mean? So yeah. No. I don't know. You know, I mean, I. You know, it's like I said before. Well, of course, you know, there there are some people out there who say that yes, not only are there you know secret bases on Mars, but we're getting there through uh, teleportation and time travel and uh, and all that. And you know, slow we, your roll, Tim Schwartz. <laughs> Hold on. I'm still not sold on teleportation, and uh, there's I have my own. Reasons why I would never allow myself to be teleported. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you know my reasoning, right? You know, you, oh. you know the reason. Well, um, what uh, you know, talking about like maybe the uh, Star Trek version of teleportation, where you're taken apart piece by piece and then reassembled. Every single molecule, man, is pulled apart and then it's slingshotted somewhere else in, into the abyss of space. Here's my problem with this theory of teleportation: mm-hmm. you're essentially killing yourself. Mm-hmm. And then bring yourself back to life on the other side. What happens to the soul? Is there such a if there is such a thing? Right, right. I don't know. I mean, uh, if you if because you, essentially it's a clone of you on the other side. It's not the real original you. So if you believe in a soul, then more than likely that's not you that's been reassembled on the other side. I mean, boy, I mean, you know, if you think about some of the uh, crazy episodes that uh, the first. Uh, uh, a version of Star Trek had, you know, like uh, what was it, like the interdimensional one where you had evil Spock with the uh, the goatee and all that. So every <laughs> time that they would teleport and be reassembled, you're not uh, dealing with the original, you know, uh, 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 people, the original souls. 
of them. So they're all evil. The entire first run of Star Trek, you're dealing with evil, demonic, soulless people. Uh You know, I always find it interesting and funny that uh, the way they make Spock look evil is by giving him a goatee. Well, sure, sure. That's that's that is <laughs> facial how, hair makes you evil. That is how you show that somebody is evil. You get you know from clean shaven to evil. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I must be an evil bastard. I got a full blown beard, man. Let me tell you. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, no, no, and it's 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 not just you know it's not just a beard. You have to give them some uh, uh, some interesting uh, lighting. You know where you where you have like the key light just a little bit lower than say the nose, so that it you know it shoots up at you. That always gives you that's that's evil. That makes that's you. That's what I got. That's what I'm going with right now. I'm right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, what I was saying, you know, beforehand is that you know Mars, interesting place. More than likely that there is more going on there than we are being told. But um, I think that everyone out there should uh, look at these photographs that uh, that are being released, where someone's saying that, yeah, look, here's uh, here's an old robot that, uh, or 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 you know, like a statue or something like that. You you should look at this stuff with a little bit of discretion. You know, I mean, I'm not saying just instantly, you know, be skeptical or debunk this stuff. But you know, don't just immediately jump on the bandwagon and say, "Yes, that's a that's an old Martian statue or or what have you." <laughs> yeah, I'm not jumping on that bandwagon. But I'll tell you this much: I do think we are on Mars. Uh, you know, I think we have bases on there. I think we have bases on the Moon. In fact, let me get your opinion on this, uh, Tim, because I don't think we've actually discussed uh, your your opinion on have we been to the Moon? Was it an authentic Moon landing? Was there any hoaxing involved at all? Do you think that uh, it was all a big hoax? Uh, You you know, do you think Hollywood played a part with hoaxing it? Or do you think uh, that we went to the moon? What's your thought? Mm, Well, you know, I grew up, uh, I was a kid when the whole, you know, uh, uh, Gemini and and, and Apollo programs were taking place. So, I mean, I, I watched all that stuff. I mean, every, every launch that took place, boy, if it was on television, I would be watching it. And so, I mean, you know, I, I'm kind of emotionally, I'm kind of emotionally involved with it. You know, I mean, I, I I had an intimate relationship with NASA and all that stuff, and 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 to see where NASA is now compared to its heydays is just, I mean, you know, it's just, it's just really sad. But but I I do think that. We did land on Mars. I mean, uh, I, I I think that on the every, moon or on Mars. Uh, on, uh, well, we definitely landed. <laughs> we definitely landed <laughs> on the moon, and uh, you know, I, I I think that we landed on Mars as well. But the the Apollo program, yeah. I mean, I think that that was real. That we did land on the moon, which is amazing considering uh, the technology that they had available to them uh, in the late 1960s. You know, I heard that, what was it, like the uh, the, the computer system that they had in the uh, Apollo craft and the uh, lunar lander um, it was is about the equivalent of a calculator that we have today. A calculator, and I've heard even a washing machine, like, you know, like, so let's to go me, with that that's for a, a second, though. I mean, that's look funny. how you're qualifying that technology bringing us farther than anybody's ever been since mm-hmm. 1972 publicly. 
Right. I mean, it's the only program in government's history that's stopped or regressed, for that matter, as far as technology goes. I just, I have such a hard time believing that we went there publicly. Mm-hmm. I believe we've been there privately, and I absolutely believe there's bases up there, and I, I like you, believe we're on Mars, if not every planet out there, we have some sort of setup. I just find the Apollo missions so, so, so hard to take. And then you throw in the Apollo mission tapes are missing from the vaults. and just I mean, there's so much there for people to grasp onto to find fault in us going there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can do that in just about any subject. I mean, oh, sure. That- you can find a fault in just about anything, uh, young Padawan learner. The thing with I don't think we ever went yeah, there. Well, here's the thing: the thing with the moon, though, yeah, and, and this is what's funny. Uh, look, there is evidence that we have been on the moon. Not only that, uh, when you listen to some of the, what the astronauts were saying, you could tell they were censored from what they saw. A lot of those guys, you know, not only Edgar Mitchell, but a lot of these guys were censored from what they actually were, you know, what they saw and what they were able to speak about. And, you know, to me, the fact that a lot of these guys came back sort of traumatized tells you a lot. Well, you know, Edgar Mitchell, I mean, he's he's been about the only one who, I really mean, he vocal. hasn't come right out yeah. and said that, you know, uh, we, you know we, we ran into, you know, aliens on the moon or things like that but he's come pretty close to it i mean he he you know he's made public announcements that he definitely believes you know that they're extraterrestrials and that they've been visiting us here on earth and uh but uh, you know you have to remember that a lot of the uh, uh not a lot of them all the old astronauts i mean you know they were in the military but you know they were all air force and you know when they when they took their um um Gosh, what's the term? You know, dial of silence, or you know, whatever, whatever it is that the the military you know makes these guys uh, uh, take. That they, I mean, they're going to stick with that uh, till they die. I mean, they're they're not even going to talk about it with their wives or children or anything like that. You know, they've they've had they've made some hints. Uh, mm-hmm. about what the experiences that they've had. And, and as well, I mean, you know, I don't know if you remember, but uh, uh, the a lot of the Apollo missions, as they were on their way to the moon, I mean, there was all kinds of weird radio transmissions that yes. uh, that they and, 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 and uh, mission control were picking up, uh, weird voices. Uh, they, there was reports of uh, Santa Claus, as they called it, which was the term for... An, unidentified flying object you would hear the astronauts you know tell nasa you're like well well you know we see santa claus so i mean it uh, it, it seems readily apparent that uh, that something was observing the uh, the apollo missions um right to the surface of the moon and very possibly the astronauts had some kind of unusual experiences as they were walking around and uh, and, and and driving around is the early mm-hmm. You know, uh, missions had it. Um, Not only that, keep the, keep this in mind. Also, I've seen some pictures that look like they've been doctored from the Apollo missions. Oh, sure. Uh, oh, yeah. They're, they're, very bad they're, Photoshop. Yeah. No, no. But here it checks out. They look like they've been doctored. And then I've seen other photos that you know people are saying, well, these are the original, but they may, may have been doctored also. And when you see some of the stuff that supposedly have been taken out of these photos. Uh, you know that kind of tells me that they were really on the moon. That these are real pictures, and they were doctored to remove whatever was there, so we don't see it. Yeah. Oh no, I, I definitely think that we went that we went to the moon. You know. Uh, uh, but I mean, what what bothers me is uh, uh, 
if we were able to go to the moon using the technology that they had in the 1960s, and now they're telling us that they can't do it again, or that it's extremely difficult to do it again, you know, I'm like, what the... Oh, come on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing. That's that's the United States saying that, but other countries are getting ready to go back to the moon. Right. They have to go I mean, to the moon for the China, first time. For so. instance, China just put a, a robotic a rover on the moon last year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it yeah. took them all this time. And they're, many say, are much further along technologically speaking than the U.S. is. So it just Yeah, for smartphones and... Uh, and computers, but, but that, you mean, know, for the everyday sense. folks. But I mean, when it comes to black budget projects, I don't think anybody's got the market cornered like America. Right, uh, right. Well, we've got know, that market, baby. We're uh, number one in that. There, there was a uh, uh, a gentleman by the name of Ingo Swan who yes. was a remote viewer, and uh, uh, he he worked for you know you know the. CIA intelligence services and the government, and uh, he actually he wrote a book. I can't remember what it is right now. It never really got uh, a, a really big release, but um, he said that he had been hired by some kind of uh, intelligent service to remote view uh, sections of the moon. And uh, when he did, I mean, he he said that he ran across uh, um, uh, an extraterrestrial race that uh, that was there, or at least he had the impression it was an extraterrestrial race, and that uh, the times that he was able to remote view, that um, he was concerned because it seemed like they could tell that they were watching, that he was watching them. So I, you know, I've often wondered, and you know, this is not a new speculation that uh, you know we did make it to the moon, but then somebody told us to, you know, you know, get the hell off, and that's why we've never been back again. Yeah, that's that's my I, theory. I don't, I don't argue with many people over if we went or not, because most everybody in this field agrees that if we went or if we didn't go, we were warned not to come back. So my I thing think- is though, my thing is, guys, look, if we're all on the same page. That the U.S. government has back-engineered, you know, crashed UFOs, or that they have black-budget projects of of something that flies really, really fast that we can't even comprehend the speeds, right? You know, maybe light speed, maybe close to light speed. If we have this sort of technology and it's black-budget project technology, then we've definitely been on the moon many times over. We've been probably all over the the entire. Uh, solar system as it is with these oh, kind of things. Of course, agree. we're not told about these things because they are black budget projects. In fact, I would you know I would even say that. You remember that famous uh, triangle craft that Art Bell saw many years ago? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if that was a government black budget project. A lot of people in that time period was were seeing the same exact triangle UFO out in that same area. So it does not shock me at all to hear one day that, yeah, this is actually one of ours, and we've been having this since the 70s. Look at the stealth bomber, for crying out loud. That thing was mistaken for years to be a UFO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the difference is, you know, the the stealth bomber, when you see it flying around, you can't mistake that. That is a jet technology. Well, now, yeah, but remember, when that first started test you know, when they did, when they first started the test flights, man, people were confused. They didn't know what the heck was going on. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, and people thought that was a legit UFO. I remember when I was when I was a little kid in the eighties. I lived in California, and I remember people like really going bananas every time one of those things was flying around, mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. it was an alien alien spaceship of some sort. And even <laughs> after people, you know, even after it was you know publicly announced what this was, people still mistook it for an, a UFO because you know they might not have heard heard what it was. They may, maybe they didn't see the reports read the news or whatever. So, I mean, these things still got mistaken all the time. I mean... And, and we're, and you know, and, and there you are. I mean, you know, we're just talking about uh, a, a technology that, while it's definitely a lot more, you know, advanced than, say, you know, uh, the, the other jet technology, there's also another part where uh, where they're using technology that is just absolutely you know I mean it would be like science fiction to the rest you know to the rest of the population like you say the the black triangle crafts I mean they are obviously fl- flying around using something that uh, you know is not is not known by by civilian scientists so to speak whether it be field propulsion or or who knows. You know what it is, you know, and and you know these types of craft are being used in um, a secret space program. I have no doubt that there is a secret space program that 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 we are using to get us to a lot of places in this solar system and maybe outside of this solar system. You know, there are there are a lot of people who also say that. Uh, you know that the Earth is under quarantine by you know uh, extraterrestrial races of some kind. Uh, that uh, maybe the limit is the orbit of the Moon. You know, I, I'm not quite sure about that, but uh, uh, you know, it's uh, if you believe in the secret space program like I do, um, and and who knows? I mean, maybe we're out there. It's an interesting the theory. Yeah, it's you know, we're, like, we're out there like we're Star Wars, and you know, <laughs> having like battling these other races who are trying to keep us quarantined on planet Earth. Well, it makes but, sense. But, you know, it, it makes, it makes sense. sense. We're a warring race. I mean, we can't get along with each other here on this planet. Do you think it's going to go any better if we start traveling the stars and, and mingling with with space aliens? No, no, no. Well, Probably not, no. No, no, definitely not. You know, and, and some people like to, you know, I, I am, you know, by no means uh, an expert or even profess to be an expert of uh, of the Bible and, and some of these other ancient texts. But, you know, some people point out to say, like, oh, the passages of the uh, uh, of the Tower of Babel, you know, where the uh, the people had all gotten together and we're building this this huge tower, and God, or whatever you want to call him, decided that, you know, we were getting too big for our britches, and then, you know, had everybody speak a different language, and then it all fell apart. You know, I mean, uh, I've heard some people speculate that this is kind of, um, you know, around-the-fire storytelling that has been passed down from generation to generation has gotten confused. Actually, what you're seeing is uh, how we got quarantined on planet Earth, that, you know, we're not just talking about, you know, a couple of tribes, you know, out in Mesopotamia someplace where, where this happened. No, we're talking about all of ancient the ancient civilizations on planet Earth, you know, thousands and thousands you know, before the last ice age, you know, in, in fact, and that we were put in our place by, you know, uh, either our extraterrestrial ancestors, 
you know, because we didn't just appear on planet Earth uh, by chance. I, I don't think. No, uh, I, not, no. I think that I think we are a genetically engineered race, you know, and that and you know and because yeah, and who knows you know because we're you know like maybe we're the uh, the redheaded bastard child <laughs> you know, of the galaxy, you know we're we you know we've been put on this planet and told stay. Well, here's a, here's a interesting uh, concept that we should segue into real quick. Uh, Scientology. This kind of uh, digs a little bit into what they believe with Xenu bringing life to Earth uh, when there was nothing but Neanderthal man running around, you know, monkey man, and he brought a bunch of beings or outcasts, criminals, bad guys, you know, and he he dumped them on Earth, dumped their bodies in a, what was it, a volcano? Volcano, yes. Yeah, and then his UFO, which was, ironically enough, equipped with a soul-catching device... Very and cool. And where have we, we need to get one of those. Board, you know? <laughs> yeah, South, South Park. But anyway, so this soul catching device picks up all the souls out of all this volcano and then spreads it all over the earth, and that's who we are. If, you know, if that's the case, it, it's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty funny. What kind? What kind of? So, in other words, uh, the planet Earth is kind of like the Australia of the galaxy. Yeah, kind of. We're the outback of That's the universe. Right. That's right. Well, I mean, you know, don't don't forget when uh, Australia was uh, populated by uh, 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 convicts from Great Britain, mostly. <laughs> so, I mean, is that what yeah. planet Earth is? Pretty I much, mean, I think. I think what L. Ron Hubbard was doing with, when he was creating uh, Scientology he was like, you know, there's a story there, and I think I'm going to copy it. And <laughs> plagiarism, huh? You know, he no, never got hit with plagiarism. No, Scientology would never do that. Never. They're a legitimate. Re- they're a legitimate religion. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Very legit. <clears throat> Have you ever been approached by a Scientologist and uh, you know asked to join the church? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No yeah. kidding. Really. Yeah, I'll tell, do tell, please. How did that go? Oh well, I mean, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I have, I have trouble uh, with the mainstream religions, you know, and so I mean, you have something Can like you imagine that one, yeah? Me. I'm just, you know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, because I mean, I piss off a lot of people because I think that uh, you know all of the. All of the mainstream, you know, religions are basically just bullshit. You know, <laughs> excuse me, I shouldn't say that. No, none of this. No, what's wrong with you, Mister Schwartz? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I can't remember. Is this? Uh... It's bollocks. That's what it is. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's bollocks. No, but I agree with you. you no, know, look to me. I'm atheist, uh, and it's funny because I had Michael Heiser on the show here, and we had kind of like a, a nice little powwow, and it was I think the first time an atheist and a religious uh, person had uh, agreements on things. Uh, but I'm an atheist, but I am open-minded to possibilities of other uh, dimensions, other beings, you know, perhaps maybe even some kind of deity or some sort. I just don't think religion has a grasp on reality at all. Exactly. Well, see, you know, I, I'm i not an atheist, but... Uh, um, but you're I, close. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I do, I I believe I believe in some kind of, uh, of, of creative force, you know, in, in the universe. But, you know, as as for man-created religions, I mean, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have any room for those. I mean, yeah, those those boats don't float in my ocean, my friend. No, 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 no. I mean, you, you, you when, it, when you're talking about, like, say, the three major 
uh, religions on the planet, you know, Christianity, uh, um, Islam, and uh, Judaism, uh, these are religions where people are worshipping a book, basically, rather than a deity. They may say that they're worshipping a deity, but everything that they believe in comes from a book, and they worship the book rather than the supposed, you know, deity that the books are based on. And the books come from man. So, basically, they're just self-worshipping. You know, and, but, yeah. and, and, and loathe to admit it. They're not, they're not going to admit <laughs> that, you know. <laughs> and you know what the, the funniest thing is? You know, they all really are just a, a derivative of the pagan religion. Oh, sure. Of course. Every yeah. single one of them. And, and it's funny because they, as much at war as all these religions are with each other, they really just are all copying the same pagan religions of yesteryears of the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you know... Um, a lot of the early writings that 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 are included in these books and others as well are very interesting because I mean I think that uh, it, it shows some kind of contact with uh, 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 beings or, or what have you that are not of this planet, you know whether they come from other planets in the galaxy, whether or not they're you know, I'll put and I'll put these in quotes. You know, paranormal in nature, which you know, I use the word paranormal because we just don't have the words um, in our vocabulary to describe um, what what these other intelligences, what what their sources may be. You know, uh, we know we really know so little about our reality, our universe. You know, I mean, you know, I, I definitely believe that there are intelligences that are probably native to planet Earth. But then, see, that's being simplistic as well. They are native to our reality, but exist in a different realm so to speak dimension, but dimension, dimension uh, vibration vibration yeah but see those are just those are kind of just simplistic words for something that right. we don't understand but see um but they're not just associated say with planet earth or planet mars right they're they're you know they're everywhere because because everywhere is here and here is everywhere you know i, I don't know if i'm making myself if that makes a lot of sense but uh, no. uh, you know, um, whatever whatever realm that these things exist on, anywhere that you would go in the physical universe, um, they would be there as well because there's no there's no space time in that realm like there is here. So you know, I mean, if you know, if you would have an experience with one of these. Uh, uh, beings or intelligence or what have you on planet Earth, you could go to Mars and they could be there as well um, without... You know, it's funny because I've heard uh, other people talk about life on Mars uh, being very, very active right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, where is it? Because I see a lot of photos and I see nothing but rocks, man. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, you're not going to see it because it's on a different vibration and you just, you can't see them. Right. Yes. Yes. I agree. But I don't see. I don't. Think that <sighs> That's a little I, hokey to me. I don't know. I don't think though that it's just it's just Mars or it's just Earth because you're thinking in a material way. You're thinking. Well, I'm a material girl, and we live in a material <laughs> world, Tim Schwartz. 
or material guy. There you go. Uh, but and, look, we, uh, look, we live in a third dimension. We live in a third dimension, uh, you know, world. Yes. And it's hard for us to understand, uh, you know, what the fourth or fifth dimension is. Heck, we can't even grasp really what a third dimension is. We don't even know why we're in a third dimension. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, we're we're still trying to grasp our reality as it is. So to even start to think that you know these other dimensions exist, it's really a mind bender. And you know, of course, you know we have uh, Michio Kaku with uh, with his theories, and of course Einstein's theory of the relativity, and a lot of this stuff is scientific theories that make a lot of sense. But at the end of the day, how much of it is actually proven? Right, right. Yeah, it's well, nothingness. You know, everything, everything yeah. really is just theory. You know, some. <laughs> I mean, makes for know. great shows, though. It makes for great reading. Yeah, it really does. It really <laughs> does. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, John Keel, the late John Keel. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he, you know, he, he basically was saying the same thing that uh, you know, when it comes to uh, uh, UFO phenomena, paranormal phenomena, what have you, they're all basically the same thing, just using different faces. And that yeah, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, and that if you were to travel off of this planet to other planets, you would still run into the very same kind of phenomena. And it's not so much that it followed you; it's just, um, it's just assess. It, it's just able to assess, uh, get access to this reality from their own everywhere. Um, because their reality um, intertwines our own, you know what? Uh, what have you? I mean, it's you know, why would that? Why would that be the case, though? Maybe you know, if there's a parallel universe, maybe their reality is completely separate from ours. I mean, it, that would make more sense to me that that their reality be intertwined with us. Like one thing that I always found interesting was like the show Sliders, for example, where mm-hmm. uh, you know they would travel into parallel universes where the Earth is slightly different from their prime Earth, uh, but it didn't really have any correlation to what was going on on their Earth. They lived a separate life, you know right? What I mean? Yeah, and I, that to me would make some sense uh, you know i don't know i don't understand how the whole connection between the two earths uh, or the multiple universes would would uh, really affect one or the other mm-hmm. well you know i mean you uh, uh say like with sliders i mean uh, which is very very un- underrated show by the way oh very it was underrated. i love sliders though you know the last couple of the last couple of seasons of it they just i i think they just kind of lost it <laughs> Well, yeah, the, the yeah. writers lost it, you know, and just uh, they're just like, yeah, what the hell? We're going to get fired. Well, li- literally, <laughs> uh, tra- well, literally, Tracy Torme left the show after season two, and that's what kind of killed it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, recently, it, it, it's really interesting. Recently, there were some scientists that came out, and they were saying almost along the same lines as Sliders that, uh, and, and, you know, this is not a new a new theory uh, the, the 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 many worlds theory the multiverse, in, in yeah. quantum yeah in quantum theory that mm-hmm. I mean you know you've got a an infinite number of universes that uh, sit alongside of our own those that are closer to us you know closer you know I put that in, you know in, in you know uh, uh, in, in, in quotes again because there you go, go. There you go. yeah yeah um, <laughs> you know are more like. What is going on here now, and the further away you get, the more you know, the the more different it is. Mm. And uh, uh, but see, I mean, you know, we're just talking about one. That's that's just one aspect of of our reality. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, 
the 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 universe our reality other realities i mean i think that there are all kinds of different things going on out there and i mean uh, you, we talk about you know the the, the multi-world theories well i mean that's just that's just one thing of all the different uh, uh realities that are going on all around us uh, uh you know i was talking about you know we're talking about like say john keel and his interpretation of, say, like the ultra-terrestrials and, you know, some of these, uh, you know, interdimensional beings, I mean, you know, uh, they, they may be associated with something that is uh, uh, completely different than, you know, the multi-world theories that we're talking about, you know I mean? You know. Well, yeah, that's a good question right there. What would be the difference between a parallel Earth, parallel universe being and an interdimensional being. I mean, the, the word interdimensional leads me to believe that they're in, obviously, in a different dimension, but uh, inward dimension? I mean, what is the difference? Yeah, who knows? I mean, <laughs> again, once again, I mean, you know, these are just these are just words for concepts that that our minds, that our brains really can't wrap themselves around. I mean, I just had a brain fart just thinking about that. I yeah, really... yeah. Well, I mean, you know, think about it. It's it's along the lines of say, like a fish. You know, in in the water, and somebody you know above it sticks their hand into the water, and the fish sees that hand, and you know it's just like blown away because here this this strange thing just suddenly appears in its reality and then disappears again. You know, and that's and that's the way that we are. Except, I mean, we're seeing this from from possibly you know all kinds of different sources. And I mean, you know, just like just like the fish can't wrap his mind around, you know, what what is going on outside of the water, we can't wrap our minds around what's going on outside of our limited view of, of reality, you know. And uh, you know, we try to explain it as much as we can, but we're just using words for concepts that that we really can't even think about. <laughs> we try to yeah. think about them, yeah. you know. But uh, you know, it's like you said. I mean, you know, uh, most people have uh, have trouble thinking about the third dimension. You know, I mean, let's not even talk about you know the fourth dimension <laughs> or time or or multi worlds or or maybe you know creatures that exist on a slightly different vibrational you know rate, either slower or faster mm-hmm. than the world we're living in, or maybe things that are maybe a second. Uh, ahead of us in time or a second behind us in time uh well, no, even if, but here's the thing even if there were a second ahead of us in time in a you know in our dimensional state would we not see them maybe just moving a little faster no nah, they're always ahead of us <laughs> or behind us <laughs> well i think it was so uh, confusing yeah well i think it was uh, was it like uh, the twilight zone or the outer limits one of these shows the had, outer limits you know had Oh, I did too. You know, they had an episode where um, uh, uh, somebody—I I can't remember exactly what happened—but they actually—they you know, got—they got a glimpse of uh, what goes on, just like a little bit ahead of, uh, of 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 time. Say, like you know, time is like a train on a track that moves at a certain speed. If you could right. speed up just a little bit, you would see these creatures who are constantly building our reality just ahead of us. You know, huh. <laughs> definitely not a union crew there. You know? No, definitely not. Is that the same episode uh, that they had William Shatner in with uh, the plane? Remember no, that episode? no. Yeah, yeah, I know the one that you're... Uh, that There's you're something on the wing. Yeah. <laughs> something. You know, here's a little uh, trivia for you uh, for Slider fans out there. You know what book inspired the TV show Sliders? 
Hmm. I have no idea. In fact, in the very first scene of the show, very first scene on the pilot episode, uh, Quinn Mallory is sleeping and he's reading the book as he passed out and fell asleep and the book is on his chest. The book is actually Hyperspace by Michio Kaku. Uh, Which was the entire inspiration for that TV show. Wow. Amazing. Great book, by the way. I highly recommend everybody gets uh, Michio Kaku's uh, Hyperspace and reads it. Fascinating book. Came out in 1994. Hmm. Long, long time ago. That Not in a galaxy far, far away. But uh, Tim, we're all, we're all out of time for this segment, man. It's always fun having you on the show. And I want to, of course, give you a, a, a minute here to give the audience uh, your website, your links, and, of course, the time and dates for the Outer Edge. <laughs> well, yes. Well, uh, I'll, I'll give you my website first, which I, uh, I work along with uh, Mr. UFO, Timothy Green Beckley, who is the wonderful person that publishes uh, yes. uh, uh, a lot of my books. Uh, it's uh, conspiracyjournal.com. Uh, again, that's conspiracyjournal.com. And uh, I have the Conspiracy Journal newsletter that, uh, that comes out uh, every week, and you can subscribe to it for free. It's, a, it's an aggregate of uh, all of the interesting and weird uh, news stories that uh, that come out every week. You know, I've got hundreds of uh, stringers all across this planet that send me these uh, stories. And, uh, you know, thank God for them. I mean, they really make my job a lot easier. You can <laughs> you can subscribe for free uh, a, a, and get this newsletter. You know, just go to the uh, Conspiracy Journal news site, and there's a place where you can uh, send me your email, and, uh, and you'll get it. And then you can also hear me and my uh, 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 co-host, uh, uh, William Michael Mott, on The Outer Edge. Listened on, gosh, what some some obscure radio it's network, little <laughs> network, yeah, just okay. just a little guy, you know, PSN-radio.com, and uh, it's on uh, Sunday nights, Eastern Time at midnight or twelve fifty nine, if you want to go that route. Because, you know, really, I mean, if you... It's yeah. kind of confusing. It confuses it, the heck out of everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who get really, really confused. You know, I've had that. people like... Uh, you know, I've had guests on the show uh, get confused, and I'm calling them ready to do the show, and they're like, I'm sleeping with the wife. What are you doing calling me today? It's tomorrow, right? And I'm like, no! You're going on now! Forget the wife! <laughs> That's right. That's I'm sorry. Right. I know you... Look, whatever you're doing with the wife, let it go, man. we got to do a show. <laughs> Dark Matter Radio, baby. we got to be on. So yes, that's 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 right. You know, the outer edge, Sunday nights, midnight, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, cool. uh, we always have lots of uh, uh, really good uh, good guests on that show. So, and Timothy Beckley, I got to have him on this show. He's a great great guest. He's a good guy. Timothy he Beckley. is, yeah, he is, and he's fun to have on. Yeah, he is. Guys, we're gonna be back with Chris Brown in a few minutes. This is Skywatchers Radio. Thanks again, Tim, for being on with us. My pleasure. And, uh, You'll be back on pretty soon. I'm pretty sure of it because, you know, we're friends. Kind of. That's the way it works around here. We'll be back, everybody. Skywatchers Radio, Dark Matter Radio Network. Stick around. We got more. Plus, again, open lines, 786-245-8127. Call on in. Packed house. In the sky. It's a bird. 
It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Roswell, UFOs, Flying Saucers, Alien Abduction, Are We Alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-orientated discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network, live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, and CapricornMembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application, Mobile Talk Radio. Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. You'll be surprised how easy it is to use. So I think what's going on here is that Obama is banking on unemployment falling. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Talk Stream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to PSN Radio. The best in talk radio anywhere. On the internet. Alright, everybody, welcome back to the final segment of Sky Watchers Radio, right here live on the Dark Matter Radio Network. And of course, PSN Radio. We are live every week, Tuesday night. Every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 a.m. Eastern. And, of course, we're going to have open lines every single show. And, of course, we have the open lines so you guys out there listening in could call in and interact with us because we want to make this the most interactive show on the network. And, no, don't play crickets in the background. We want you guys to call in. No more crickets in the background. I want to have you guys call in, so please... 786-245-8127 Call in, interact with us Ask questions And uh, we have right now Chris Brown on the line Who is a fascinating dude, a good friend And of course somebody who would love to take your calls And answer some of your questions Chris, how are you doing buddy? Welcome back to Skywatchers Radio We haven't had you on here And a little bit of a It's been a little bit of a a few months I guess a couple months is the last time you've been on here With us, Uh, what's new with you bro? Oh, everything's going great I, I, uh uh, just in, here in Oregon, and 
dealing kind of with a little bit of wind issues and uh, you sound windy weather and yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, but other than that everything's going great so I'm just uh, glad to be here on the show. And I know you have some big news you wanted to tell the audience about. Uh, some something to do with a certain TV show that you're uh, connected with. What's going on well, here? Well, I'd, I'm not quite sure on that. I don't want to get too much to my my head of myself. But but uh, I'm uh, I, I'm right now uh, working with with Roger Marsh and and. Uh, He's he's gonna try to maybe see if he can maybe get me on this next season of of Hangar One, and if my uh, if I if my encounter connects with a a, a story for the show, then 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 he's yeah they're working a uh, we're working on it. So I don't wanna I don't wanna get ahead of myself and and because who knows what's gonna happen, but but uh, that's where I'm at, and and then uh, also when my case hap- when my case happened and Mufon did my case here. Uh, they didn't. Uh, they they didn't go and and they did the report, but they didn't give a case number, and uh, they didn't also file it to the uh, uh, U, uh, uh, Mufon Monthly uh, Journal or whatever. Right. And so uh, Roger today uh, had to go and look up my number, and so anyway, we got going on that and found out that they didn't do that. So. I got a hold of the the state uh, invest uh, state uh, <clears throat> Mufon investigator here, and we talked, and he sent all the stuff to him, and got that all handled, and says I should be coming out maybe this next month or uh, the beginning of the year. And Very so, cool. Um, yeah, and so, uh, well, I, I I guess I made it that far with uh, without the uh, without the um, you know case number and 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 all that, but. Uh, well, so here I am, two and uh, three years, over three years later now. So finally, get a case number. There you go. Mm-hmm. Finally, got a case number. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Now let me ask you a question. Uh, sure. Are you ready? Well, I'm as I'm as ready as is is a is a is a prepaid call girls. I guess if you want to say right there, it says because uh, this is a big thing, and then. And you know, I've really gotten myself out there, and 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 uh, because let me tell you something, buddy. Hold on, I've been doing this for five years now on radio, and I have never seen a more eager person to get his story out there than you. Yeah. So I yeah. want to know: Are you ready for what this means in your life? Yeah, I, I'm completely ready. Am I? Am I? Am I completely? I just don't know what's going to happen because I, for for me to sit here and go, am I ready? then that's me sitting here expecting like this big thing's going to happen. So I don't do that. And so I hold the <laughs> doubt in my head, but I stay focused in, 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 in what I need to do. I, I guess it, it, what I'm trying to do, and, and uh, that's a big thing for me is, is to stay focused and, and um, yeah. You but, know, uh, like, I'm going to put this out there for uh, people listening on uh, TV land. If Georgia Tukalus could get a TV show about, you know, looking for UFOs, Chris Brown over here should get his own TV show. Mm-hmm. Looking for orbs. Yeah. What do you think? That sounds great. Oh, and by the way, uh, you know, I didn't have uh, I didn't have my uh, my my encounter in the woods. I had it in front of my house. Now I'm well, in Oregon, yeah, so well, I got you, woods you live all. in the woods. Yeah, 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 you live in the woods. Yeah. Practically, but I, right. yeah. But I did have it just right in front of my house. I mean, you walk out of your house porch and you're like in the woods, dude. 
you know. It's- really, I am. <laughs> I'm in a gorgeous place. You know, there's some in such. I'm in God's country. That you know, I'm in this small town. I can I can hold my breath going from one end to another. Uh, it's in and you know everybody's in this neighborhood here, and it's a nice neighborhood. And um, there's just fields and stuff all around me. There's just nothing but Everywhere. fields and yeah. And I'm in the ring of fire. You know, I mean, if I go out the. <laughs> Out the out the out the out the the door here, and I and I uh, look out the fields. I got I got Mount Bachelor over here. I got Mount Adams. I got uh, or, or I got Sisters, and then I got Mount Hood over there, and then I got um, well half. Well, it's coming back of Mount uh, St. Helens. Mount Helens. Yep. yep, and um, then of course around you know. Other mountains. So I'm just all around mountain range. Now, I'm sure you were listening to the first hour of the show, and you, you probably heard me say that I believe that you probably might have had an abduction. Uh, and, you know, I always uh, say when somebody's had a, an experience like the one you had that's been like this uh, impactful in your life, to me, there is a very strong possibility that you've had some kind of an abduction and you just might not remember it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think we might have talked about this once on the show before about, you know, you possibly. Uh, getting some regression uh, therapy or something like that. Uh, is that at all an option still? Uh, I mean, would you consider that? I would. I, you know, if 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 right if the I had people said, hey, we really want you to do this, and you know, if it was just certain people, but well, to me, that's money. And um, I'm 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 in the uh, the little bit of the the skeptical on the whole thing of uh, of that because. Um, you know, to me, a lot of people can, can what you guys were talking about earlier, you know, can get implanted memories and could it be True. caused by other things uh, that were, that were you know, what you kind of were hinting on earlier, caused these things. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I didn't have, during my encounters, uh, I had no missing time. And on the first en- encounter, uh, I had my iPod with me the whole entire time, and I had no missing time. And on the second one with my son, I had my wife here and, and my daughter in the house, and her friend was here. And they, so we weren't – there was no missing time on, on those ones. Um, maybe, maybe you know, something happened when I was out, you know, in the woods or something hunting. You know, I don't know. Maybe. I, well, I, I don't know. But Maybe we wouldn't perceive the missing time because it was an instant for us, but mm-hmm. hours for them. Yeah. Well, you know, when that when that orb came came by me, uh, really, uh, it felt like time did slow by. Uh, I mean, granted, it was such an emotional thing, and it's just so powerful. It's happening, and, and it, time obviously just slows down no matter what. Right. But it really did. Uh, it seemed like that uh, that time just kind of just slowed down. And so, who's to say if I was in the midst of this this orb that that possibly maybe it did you know because it distorts time and space? Maybe it did actually. When I was in the presence of it, actually, for that just that little bit, we were uh, suspended in animation. I don't know. It, I, can, I couldn't tell. Know. You know? I don't know. No, I haven't seen it yet, but look, uh, Interstellar opened up this week, and uh, it's doing gangbusters. You know, yeah, it didn't win the number one at the box office, but it's doing really good. No, the kid uh, movie but, got it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Big Hero 6, which is an anime, uh, Marvel anime Disney movie. Uh, but look, Interstellar, uh, the concept is brilliant. And one thing in that movie, which... Uh, you know, for science geeks like myself and, uh, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson and, you know, people like that, scientists who are into this kind of stuff, uh, when they're looking at the science behind this movie, uh, you know, the wormhole in the movie, it's supposedly, now I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know all the details, but 
Apparently, the wormhole and the science behind it was very, very accurate. Uh, and in the movie, there, there's, um, I guess, video that is sent to Matthew McConaughey's character of his kids. Uh, and it shows them growing up, and it shows like they, they're aging rapidly as he's not aging at all because time works differently as you get nearer to the black hole. So who's not to say that, uh, you know, an alien might have taken you? Maybe you spent a week on a UFO, and uh, you got brought back, and to you it was instant. Exactly. And that you is exactly know. right there. We would never know. And to me, that seems the most plausible, uh, probable right there because, I mean, if a UFO is thinking, well, I'm really going to duke them over, I'm, you know, they think, well, we're going to get me on the missing time. They're going to catch us. Well, I'm just going to whole trick that whole deal. And yeah, so I understand. And, and uh, you know, um, with the UFO, my biggest thing is, yeah, I mean, when I, I talk about when I, when I prayed for this thing to come back, you know, and it did, but I also can say that, that – uh, Who's to say when I was out there because I was out there talking about it. And uh, to me, if you can go light speed and you can whatever, you can hear a pin drop. You can hear a mouse fart. And, and so you, Wait, you really, mouse's fart? Really? Well, yeah. That. I, that's just it. So you never know. It's so quiet. Yeah. But anyway, um, and so that's the biggest thing with, with, the, with the, you know, uh, the UFO thing I, I, I do keep in mind is that, uh, you know, who's to say it didn't hear me? You know, the guy up there, the, the Gilliam guy up there in Hood River who's right by Boeing, and, and he says that he, he's, he's summing these things down and how he says, and he goes, okay, and he tells it to bright up, and then it brights up. Well, yeah, most likely things probably just sitting there, you know, Captain Kirk and them and looking at them, you know, in, in a big screen, flat screen TV and listening to every single pin drop like they're probably doing to you and me right now, I'm sure. And so, you know, that... You know that's that's. Or that's, that's he is thing. looking at iridium flares on a satellite, uh, which is kind of what a lot of folks believe. That's well, going on that with see too though him. is that he is not far from from Boeing, and mm-hmm. and and um, you know when you're up in space, you're up in you know the sky. There's just nothing. He's a Hood River, so he's um, he's probably about fifty or sixty miles. Well, I'm six. I'm like. 55 miles from Portland, and then I don't know how many miles he is from Portland. So, you know, he's probably probably 100 miles, 90 miles from, from the Boeing Museum there. And um, when we were there, stayed in Portland years ago, right on the river there that going into B.C., uh, we uh, were awakened in the hotel with a loud boom. And it put off the, the fire alarm, and, and it happened twice, and they, we all had to leave. And uh, nobody knew where this boom came from. And this was like years before my encounter, a couple of years, but nobody knew where it came from. The people at the desk say, yeah, we keep hearing these loud booms, you know, and, and, but that was their thing. Here you go. And you, you're just right over the airport right there. I mean, their airport's right, right there, Portland airport. Dead giveaway. Right yeah. There, and, and, and <laughs> Boeing, like I say, Boeing's just right there. And you want to hear, here's yeah. a funny story. I, I actually, I know, so I'm not going to name names cause I don't want to get anybody, uh, you know, upset, sure. but sure. I do know somebody who, for years, used to record uh, UFOs, apparently, you know, that's quote-unquote UFOs, and him and a, a partner of his were, you know, a tag team of sky watchers, and they would record UFOs, and one would tell the other, you know, from a remote location via a phone or a walkie-talkie or whatever, uh, that, you know, to look at a certain part of the sky that something's going to go his way, and, uh, you know, this was supposedly a psychic uh, connection that this person had to the UFOs mm-hmm. and, or to the alien beings on the UFOs. And in a conversation that I had with this person, asking them, you know, just simple questions like, well, what do you live by? You know, what area of 
Florida do you live in? And then he's giving me certain answers like, well, I live about two blocks away from the airport. Well, if you live about two blocks away from the airport and the person you're speaking to lives about a mile away from the airport and the planes that take off from the airport go into that direction towards that guy, what do you think the other guy's watching in the night sky? Exactly. Planes coming right at him, right? And look, there's a lot of that also, where people are looking at the night sky and they're seeing things there that uh, they might misunderstand as UFOs. Now, iridium flares. Are you familiar at all with this? With, with no, iridium flares, what uh-uh. they are now? No. You know what those are? No. Look, certain satellites, uh, when they actually are orbiting in space and they make certain turns, they light up. Uh, they flare up and they look, by all accounts, by the you know to the naked eye, like a UFO lighting up sure. in space. And this is uh, something that a lot of folks are seeing. A lot of uh, amateur sky watchers see these things, and they believe that these are legitimate UFOs. I think this is what uh, the Gilliland Ranch and a lot of these folks are seeing in mistaking for UFOs. Of course, there's a lot of different things that people are seeing in mistaking for sure. UFOs, including some stuff that are real UFOs, including black budget projects, including Chinese lanterns, including drones. There's so many things out there nowadays to confuse people. I mean, it's not even easy anymore to say what's a UFO and what's not. But the iridium flare really is an, an interesting phenomenon, Chris, because there is so many satellites in space. I mean, are you familiar with how cluttered space is from our debris and our satellites? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. Thousands. And, and, and yeah. Thousands of these things are up there. Yeah. You know, years ago, uh, I could say probably uh, maybe maybe 16 years ago or 17 years ago, it would be around there. And we went camping out in Eastern Oregon, and, and we were out there with my uh, my stepdad and I sitting out there and we seen some lights and just uh two lights but they were going really slow it's the first time I oh wow look at those I'm thinking you know Dave and and he's going well you know what I think those are satellite and and sure enough he ended up uh, coming out that yeah yeah those were satellite and so but to the naked person you know or whatever you would instantly oh my god you know you're exactly right you know you you really just uh yeah it's you it's a hit and miss unless you're just right there you know yeah, and we just actually had a call that came in, and we when I added them on, they, they dropped off. So, caller, if you want to call in, uh, we will take your call. Open line, 786-245-8127. We have about 15 minutes before the show is over. And, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, iridium flares. And, uh, look, as a, as a sky watcher, I've seen a lot of things in the sky, Chris. I've seen a lot mm-hmm. of stuff out there, uh, which at first, when I, when I did a few sky watches, I looked at this stuff, and I, and I my, myself thought, that, hey, I was catching UFOs. I was looking at actual alien ships. But mm-hmm. then when you start doing the, the actual research and the homework, it turns out to be you know nothing more than a radio flash. And it's a heartbreaking thing. But what I was seeing is completely different to what you saw. Yeah. I mean, well, you know. Like huh. night and day, dude. I mean, you're, you're, you saw something completely up close, yeah. not like what I was seeing. What I was seeing is definitely in the night sky far away, you know? Yeah, it was it was really such a such a visual thing, yeah, for 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 my encounter and uh but yeah, far away for sure, you know, you 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 just did such a hit and miss, you don't know with the satellites and as you said the flares and and a shooting star and and yeah, but uh, you know, with my encounters as I was telling the the, the MUFON and uh, uh investigated anyone that was talking I said, you know, 
I said, uh, I really, you know, didn't know nothing about. If you had said a flying sphere, uh, you would told me that a minute before my encounter happened, I would have went, <laughs> right. You're crazy. You're nuts. You're bizarre. <laughs> Whatever. Well, who? A flying sphere. I would have wondered what a sphere was, right? And uh, it's horrible, as I just to say. And so, you know, uh, the common person really to say, hey, there's a flying sphere out there, to, to, you know, or to, people are like, yeah, right, uh-huh. And so uh, that's, I guess, that one thing with me is I'm really, I guess, out there for the common man uh, because uh, really, to me, I'm the common man that had this encounter that knew nothing, zero zip nada. And, um, but I did know enough to know what a UFO uh, disc was, and uh, yeah, for sure. You know, on the first encounter, you know, the first disc I had, the one out in the field with the huge glass dome, mm-hmm. that was... Uh, that was just the size of the glass dome was amazing, but I just uh, I, I can't say how much um, that seems so much of a, of a of a diamond to me that glass dome how much of a of a of a stone structure it looked to be, and um, when I seen the glass the sphere in front of us it, it really it really was that same thing, and uh, my son when when the uh, when the when the when we'd had our encounter in the second and last part of it, and the ones went over the house, uh, they were smaller. They were about the size, uh, about lights, he guessed, about size 15 by 15. And they yeah. had the glass dome on them, too, uh, you know, like the Jetsons. Uh, that, uh, you know, uh, to him, he, he thought looked very, very like a kind of like a, a, a diamond or kind of a stonish look, too. And as I said before, if you're going to have this stuff, that, that this, this, this radiation, this, this red liquid that was inside the sphere, uh, you're going to have to have something of that, that type of magnitude to hold that in. And, and, uh, Would we sure. call that red matter, a red liquid? Well, I don't know. You know, Bill, <laughs> Bill well, you know, Bob Lazar, first we're going to go to Bob Lazar, talked about it to be the, 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 the uh, element 115. And then Bill, uh, you know, when, when he talked on... Um, on uh, unsealed UFO files, and it was a spinning red mercury, which which is a highly enriched uranium, I guess. Mm-hmm. I uh, they really the one and the same, but uh, it was just so deadly. It was the deadliest thing I ever seen. I ever put my eyes on to be like, unless it was on TV. And you know, uh, when people want to go and say, "Well, gosh, you know, why isn't the the, the government going to come out and talk about this UFO technology and and talk about you know." Uh, you know, uh, you know, light speed and what? It's because it has to do with the taboo. It has to do with something that we're dealing with. We dealt with 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 with, with Chernobyl. We got with Fukushima. You know, we deal with 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 Iran and having to deal with that and North Korea. It's a huge taboo. It is. It is right now. It is the biggest thing we have on our life that 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 that, that the news fails to so want to talk about. The world wants to talk about. But uh, ultimately, it does. It, it it goes into the UFO effect because of the fact of this highly radiation, and uh, it's such a taboo that in order to go light speed, you have to have this to go light speed. And the government's just not going to come out and 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 talk about. It. So that's why the government so they'll talk about life. Oh yeah, we're trying to look for life in other planets. Oh, I'll talk about that all day long. But it's like, well, we don't want to talk about this scenario exactly how we're going to get. To those, uh, you know what I mean, and which uh, uh, we uh, I completely understand. Which is another great reason to watch Interstellar because there's some stuff in there, right, supposedly that uh, could very well be how we travel through space 
in the mm-hmm. near future. Now, check this out. I did promise earlier in the show that I was going to play an audio clip of uh, this uh, YouTube uh, from this person named Shalala Aliens. And uh, she was uh, on a Skype call with Blake Cousins. And here's the thing. You know, I, I believe in UFOs. You know that, Chris. I believe it. Yeah. You know, we've been visited. I believe aliens exist. But I also believe that a lot of people do a lot of hoaxing. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, on this show on Skywatchers Radio, we like to devote a little bit of time to point out the hoaxers and to point out the fakers. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this audio clip and I want the audience to really pay close attention as Blake Cousins gets completely owned by this young lady. And look, Blake Cousins is somebody I might actually have on this show soon because I'd love to debate this guy. I really would. Uh, You know, I'm not slandering him. I'm not going to slander the guy or anything like that. But I do think that. Uh, the stuff they put on the uh, third phase of Moon is very hokey. And yeah. uh, this person, Shalala Aliens, took him to school epically. So we're going to play this for a couple minutes. Then we're going to come back and wrap it up. And now I want to get everybody's input on this. Uh, maybe not on this show, but if you go to our, our uh, Facebook page, Skywatchers Radio, go on there and uh, leave your comments on this video. It's a very, very good video. Very interesting stuff. And again, epic owning. Here we go. Check this out. Listen. Sheila Elliott. She has a unique way of talking about paranormal and UFO activity from around the world on her YouTube channel. Now, Sheila has some questions for us at Third Phase of Moon. Now, Sheila, go ahead and ask some of your questions that you have for us here. Okay. Um, do you guys fake your UFO videos? Is that um, computer graphics that we're seeing on some of your videos? Well, you know, we get those questions all the time. And YouTube, we have many haters, but then a lot of followers. You know, Sheila, to be honest, I have to say, you know, some of these videos possibly could be fake. No doubt about it. We're not blind here. But we do get amazing videos from around the world. And, you know, our policy at Third Phase of Moon isn't just to suppress, you know, these videos. You know, the Sepruder film has its own questions. You know, the Bin Laden video and the photos of his dead body haven't been produced. And, you know, there's questions even if they were to come out, if they were fact or fake. And we'll let the people decide, and that's how we kind of do it at Third Phase. Yeah, but your videos all kind of follow the same pattern. You can tell they're made by the same person. Nobody knows who your sources are. It's just obvious that, you know, you guys are making them. That's okay, but I wonder why, you know, why are you guys doing that? But, you know, again... Like, what do you get out of it? Well, the thing is, Sheila, you, you may have not been following our YouTube channel as of late. We've been doing many Skype interviews, such as what's happening right now from people around the world. So you're going to... That's come- a- Pardon me? You know, that's a good thing, you know, actually talking to real people. That's a step up from what you guys have been doing, I think. So... Well, that's exactly right. You know, we're getting, uh, you know, Cordello from Australia, Johnny Webb from the UK, and, you know, many others. And we're being, we're able to meet people from around the world now. And, you know, I've done photojournalism for over 20 years. I've sold photos and video exclusives to the National Geographic, to the LA Times, the New York Post, and other affiliates throughout the world. And we know how to get sensationalistic material out to the world quickly. And when we started this three years ago, regarding the UFO phenomenon, you know, we have our techniques on how to get it out to the world. And uh, what we're doing here at Third Phase of Moon is also offering people from around the world, if they want to give us exclusive video, we're able to obtain their rights and not just have it, you know, taken on YouTube or what have you and stolen. You know, we want to protect people's material. So you're marketing videos that are obvious hoax. Um, On your May 4th video... What video was that called? You uploaded on May 4th. You were both in it. 
Yeah. Um, okay, well, you said that you're, you Not won some kind of you won some kind of Guggenheim Award or something, or your brother did. Yeah. And that's how he can tell us that it's a, a genuine video. And then he goes on to say that the pixelation matches. That doesn't make any sense. The whole thing that he said about how that video is real makes no sense. Plus, it's a blatant fake. I can't tell if you guys are joking or not, but... <laughs> well, that's interesting. You know, like I said, again, Sheila, you know, a lot of these videos are suspect. John Bennett's footage, we've received many videos from him and pictures, and, you know, they're of the same object, but... We're not going to suppress the footage. We're going to get it out there and let the people... All right, guys. I'm going to cut it off right there. This is a, It's about a six-minute-long clip, and I want you guys to check out the video. It's very interesting stuff. Uh, and look, you know, dealing with uh, fakes and hoaxing and ufology, uh, you know, I, I kind of understand where Blake Cousins' uh, stance is, sort of, uh, because he doesn't want to suppress anything that comes his way. But at the same time, I have seen a lot of their videos, and man, does it look like it's been done by the same folks. You know what I mean? And to have that out there, especially if they are hoaxing stuff, it's really terrible for people like you, Chris, uh, that are trying to put your story out there and, you know, have an authentic uh, thing happen to you. Uh, I mean, when you hear, you know, stuff like that, I mean, how, what does that make you feel? You know, this is this is the biggest thing for me is, is, is you know, those people and 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 then you got people like me and and you know uh, credibility is a big thing and 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 I've gone out there and and shown my credibility and to have my son you know and to tell his side and and well we seen the bubble boy we seen the bubble boy in action get on TV and and ultimately when the dad probably prepped that kid ultimately and ultimately and told him what he needed to say well he blew the guy out on national TV and well Michael Jackson years back when he did his uh his um his interview with with the boy with the Bashir or can't, whoever it was, and you know he was he was standing over the kid basically just 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 hoping that the kid wasn't going to come out and say the wrong thing and and the greatest thing is with me is that that this happened to my son too and it's as powerful as a him to as much as it can be and so you know you know he has his side and and but credibility is such a huge thing and and and. Uh, so it's uh, something that, that is it's hard to find, but as I, as I say, is that these people that have had a true experience, true experiencers, uh, can really grasp people who have had another encounter, and, and it's, 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 it takes one to know one, and that's the biggest thing uh, with, with me, and so for those people like this guy who, who wants to go out to me, Really, it just shows his education level because a smart person, a person who was solid in what he had to say and comfortable himself, you know, would wouldn't need to do those things. And and um, well, you know, what you they, know, these guys are doing. I mean, they're literally doing this to get famous, and you follow to get famous and money. Well, if that's what they think, then they're if that's where they're going to get them. Well, then they're wrong. And and ultimately, that's going to be their 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 Achilles. Uh, but how uh, wrong are they? They 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 have become somewhat famous yeah, in ufology. Yeah. That they are making a buck, and you know this is what is really hurting ufology at the end of the day. Now we're almost out of time here on the show, guys. Yeah. But you know I do want to leave you with this thought. You know, uh, be careful who you support. Be careful who you put money into because look, these guys are most likely you know hoaxing just about every video you've seen on their YouTube page. Yeah. In fact, I'm openly challenging Blake Cousins, okay, to be on this show one day in the near future and uh, debate me on some of this stuff, because I've seen a lot of their videos, and I'm not impressed. 
just not not impressed by it. Blake, uh, you know, I know he's been on a lot of shows and he's done a lot of interviews. He's a very nice guy. You know, a lot of people say he's a very nice fella. But, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer was a very nice person, too. Sure. Until he tried to eat you. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying Blake Cousins is a cannibal, but, uh, you know, this is uh, all kind of hokey, man. So, Blake Cousins, a challenge is issued. Now, let's see if he, if he takes it. Now, this lady, Shalala Alien, that's uh, the, the handle on YouTube. You know, look it up uh, as a... Because uh, you can look it up as third phase of Moon Debunked. And uh, look for Shalala Alien. I think I've seen the video, too. uh, The one I do know what you're talking about. I think I did see that one. I mean, she epically owns. She did a good job owning him. Epically, epically. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's also posted on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. Guys, we're almost all out of time. And uh, this has been another fun show right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Next week, we're going to be back with a very special guest. A good friend. Miss Crystal Storm, a.k.a. DCS, is going to be with us. And we're going to talk about Synarchy, which is a book that she wrote. And it has uh, a lot to do with aliens and spaceships and sci-fi and all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, she's a really, really fun person to speak to. And it's her birthday, too, so that's going to be a whole lot of fun. She's going to be with us on her birthday. Huh? All Pretty right. cool. Cool. Uh, Chris, uh, again, it's always fun catching up with you, bro. And uh, hopefully you'll be back on with us uh, pretty I will. Soon. I will. I'll Continue. come back in time and me. And thank you. And I'll Continue keep you informed. Our quest. Yep. Yes. And I'll keep you informed on uh, what happens with me and and um, yeah. So if you see you any more orbs, me. if you see any more orbs in the woods right in front of your house, you let me know right away. Yeah, I will as soon as I get out of the nut house. So. Yeah, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. I, you said it, not me. Anyway. One of those things again. <laughs> that probably would put you in a nut house. Yeah. Well, well they one flew over the cuckoo's nest. It's just filmed one one fifteen miles away from me. I'll go right in there. That, probably that's the reason that's why right. he went over the cuckoo's nest. Mm-hmm. Guys, we're all out of time. This is Skywatchers Radio, Dark Matter Radio Network. Stick around. More great shows, even though they might be on rerun. But they're still great. Keep listening. Good night, all. Good night, everybody. Peace and stay classy. Keep looking in the skies. We'll be back. Oh,